go. So we are here in my office with, uh, or we are here, and I am with my brother Jake. Jake, welcome. Thanks. To the where the magic happens in the office. <laughs> and Jake is my. Um, how how far apart are we in age? Two and a, two, uh, two point eight. Two point eight. Right. Well, how you're in February. I'm, I'm April. And you're on 27, so yeah, 2 point, it wouldn't be 2.8 though, 2.2, yeah, 2 point, anyway, we're pretty close in age, and so you were my first little cool thing. Thank you. You were my first <laughs> big, big thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I'm just like, getting to spend my life growing up with you, I've learned so much, and I just like, I have this weird thing about me where when I think something is great, I want to tell everybody about it, and... I think maybe that's why I am the way, who I am. It's just yeah. part of the, the me. But um, I think you are great. And so thank you for coming in here and letting me kind of display you. That's so sweet. Thank yeah. You. Okay, so Jake, let's dive right in. Tell us about kind of where, maybe like a quick version of life story and then where you're at now. And I'm going to open my zing, so sorry for the... No, yeah, fear not. Um, <laughs> the pop. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm Jake. I'm 25. Bethany's younger brother. Um, I obviously, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you know a little bit about Bethany and who she is. Um, so, like, our backstory, obviously, we, we grew up really close, um, you know, in the family. You and I, I think, we're in a unique position because we're kind of, you know, we're like part of the middle of the clan, you know, and I think um, of the family. And so I feel like you and I had quite a... I think we were really close in childhood and everything. But, uh, yeah, I'm a musician. I, um, I work hard. I have worked in the service industry. I've worked in music venues. I've worked in uh, bars and restaurants and done music. Um, I've lived in Kansas City since 2016. So, um, coming up on, yeah, four years. Um, I just, I just hit four years. So, Kansas City is starting to become my home and really starting to get familiar with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think in terms of like being associated to you, you know, just like our, our story growing up is, is probably sheds a lot of light into who I am. Um, you know, as your little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, and in your own right, like I would love to dig into that more specifically, not even just related to me, but Tell us about when you fell in love with music. Mm. And I have this memory of being in um, the closet that Jordan turned into his bedroom so that he could have his own space when we lived in the house that we built, that dad, like, you know, restored in Florida. And we were in the closet and we would sing along with, like, Broadway tunes and we would sing along with Wicked um, and that song, Defying Gravity. I'm, I'm grinning and ear guys, to ear. And you guys would, I remember, like, I was so, I was, like, super young, but you guys had, I think we had our two little, like, gray flip phones. Remember, you and I were the first one to get the, like, those little flip phones, and I'm, you would, yes. like, record, and you were, like, there's a video that exists somewhere on some tiny little hard drive of me in that closet, and I was, like, trying to hit the same notes as the, as Christian Chenoweth, and I was, like, yes. singing the highest note, and I, like, was tapping my Defying legs. gravity, right? Defying. Yeah, and, um, or Bring that, me down. Yeah. Like, the last, like... <laughs> and I actually listened to that song the other day, and I was like, oh, no way in hell I'm getting anywhere close to that now. But, um, 
You know that, or like David Phelps? Yes. Uh, the is, classic. You know. I know the, exactly. Uh, was it the Christmas song that he did that I, we, I would try to... Oh, Holy Night. I just remember yeah. like you, like getting affirmation from my older siblings in music. Yeah. Like, I, there were so many things that we fought about. There were so many things that we like would clash on. And I knew that if you guys... I knew that being encouraged by you two in any way definitely meant that I was good at it. It's not like you were gonna, it's not like you were gonna, like, you know. Now, for the record, I did not pick on you. (laughs) Right? Did I? I don't know. Okay, I I just wanted to be on the record, but no, I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That is insightful. I never connected those dots. And actually, I do remember sitting in the closet and Jordan and I just, like, bug-eyed, like, sitting there waiting for the end of the song, like, well, oh, here it comes. Time, well, for me, it was, like, there is not many things in adolescence that I could do that you and Jordan couldn't do. Right. Like, what could I possibly do that you and guys could And you could hit that better? note. And, and the fact that you were, like, kind of gawking at it or, or more, yeah. maybe more so just, like, kind of in awe about it, I was, like... What the heck? I don't even know. I'm just, I'm so pumped that yeah. you guys care, like, are interested in this. So, in my mind, the like, those memories were the first really lucid, kind of, like, Jake's identity is being built, memories of being associated to, I don't know if it's the love of music. Right. Until later, but that was certainly, maybe in an unhealthy way, the first <laughs> part where it was, like, this is what's getting the attention. Yeah. This is what's making, this is what people are saying, like, is the reason I'm valuable, maybe. Yeah. Which that, maybe that's a little bit dark on the darker side, but. I mean, it's, it's a need, it's a need. And it was filled. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, I belonged because of that. Yes. And I think, to be honest with you, I didn't really fall in love with music on my own. Like, truly fall in love with music until I was, until I was doing it for myself. And when was that? Um, I would say that wasn't until um, Colorado. Yeah. When I went in 2011. Literally yesterday, popped up on my Facebook memories, the video of you at your music of the, music, student music, um, music student of the year, something at your school and your piano, actually. Yeah. Isn't that what's tattooed on your, okay. So I have two tattoos on my right and left forearms. Yeah, I guess I probably should have finished that sentence. One of a clef of music. It's like one measure. Um, so there's a bass clef and a treble clef dictating a specific measure of a piano composition that I wrote in high school. Yeah. And it was... Oh my gosh, like just watching it, I was crying. It was really, I, you know, actually, I am surprised that I did that. Have you (laughs) saved that and put it on like Spotify or just any, anywhere people can listen to that yet? No, I attempted to a while ago and I realized I, this is so embarrassing. I realized like, I don't remember how I did some of it. There were a couple of transitions in there. From, Do you want me to go find the video on? Oh, well, okay. yeah. No, I, I've seen the video, and I could go back and, like, carefully I see what do you're it. saying. But there were some decisions that I was making the night of the performance. Right. That video was made where I was, like, there were multiple ways to go from... I was moving from, like, B-flat minor back into E-flat minor, and I was in 12-8 trying to figure out a way where I could, like, pick the notes to get me back where I wanted to go, and in, like, theory, and... I just, after I accomplished it, after I composed it and put it in finale and had the whole thing, like, like, like scripted, actually composed, 
I think I took a huge sigh of relief and was like, that was amazing. So now I want to start singing. And, okay. And you know what I mean? So I just forgot. I forgot some of those things. The thing that stuck out to me about the video that was so, so special is <clears throat> that when you went up on the stage and he said, uh, the, the, the man who was presenting <laughs> Dr. you. Dr. Ren Mary. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> now we have Jake Thompson. And um, this, like, the audience was like, Jake! Yeah, like, yeah. and it made me actually realize, like, that's for for me what I feel like sets you apart from a lot of people and a lot of musicians is you are very likable, and um, of course you're likable by me because I have that love piece too, and I'm in a bias that's like unheard of, but <laughs> at the same time it's really cool. Like something about that was like, oh, that's special. Like that's so you had sweet. created this fan club almost in high school that's so sweet yeah i think um i never really saw like i, I see what you're saying and that i that's really sweet i um the way that i always look back on it was like just parents there for their kids you know that were like like you know like clapping yeah. like anyone would but i do feel that after the competition ended there was a certain thing that happened at least I felt it where you know which I mean I could have been totally making it up yeah where everybody was like oh shit that's <laughs> that was really surprisingly good for like this kid who's definitely like very young still trying to figure everything out yeah so that that was really cool and that gave me a lot of confidence to feel like I had like meet like musical prowess outside of my voice which at the yeah. time, I didn't have a good voice. I, I was on the back end of puberty, couldn't trust anything, sounded like crap. That's the thing about, really for those of you who are maybe listening that don't have the background of music, like, specifically for boys, they're, like, in that closet phase, you know, where we were, like, sitting around cheering for you to hit that high note, that goes away, but it doesn't go away in one day. It goes away in a... Like um, five years. Like in, in yeah. some days it's gonna be great, and then other days it's like, oh shoot. And um, I had so much empathy, and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you guys have to go through that. Because I first saw it with Jordan. That yeah. I think that's why. Because Jordan was like, oh my gosh, you can still yeah. hit that note. Oh yeah. You know, Jordan couldn't that's anymore. A good point. I definitely couldn't because I just you know just had other emotional issues with music, but. That's another story for another day. What do you mean? I mean, like, there, as you explained, feeling connected to, I don't want to spend too much time on, on this part, but as you explained, feeling connected to the, here's my place in the pack because of this is what I can provide. Sure. I felt that on the back end the opposite way. So I didn't ever feel like I was good enough standalone to mm. create my own voice. Um, and, it, you know, when you create a story and then you start, kind of finding evidence to back up that story so what is that dad would say plans? yeah like dad would you know and he was just trying to put on a good show um you know oh like you and you and mom share that part because like i i wasn't quite strong enough to like take that on my own i'm curious yeah I it's very memory of that yeah very and then of course like panic attacks being related to music and me not wanting to Sing alone and all oh all that kind of messed and up. Your but trauma with the white pants or something. Yeah, I actually started my period in in, in a, at a boys' home, 
um, was, uh, in was front of boys home? it was a like a home for troubled boys. That's terrible. And traumatic. I started, yeah, I literally started my period and um, you ran was off the on stage. stage. So you ran off the stage. I I knew what was happening, but the bus was not parked outside the uh, house or out there. So I just kind of walked down differently and like was like blocking. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was just very. There, there were a lot of oh weird situations. Yeah, that's wild. But anyway, okay, so not to go too far into that. I mean, and I, I'm intrigued. I know, I know. Intent, but. I will have to. I did share a lot of that on my on my podcast. Well, I don't my, know. <laughs> but um, not that specifically. Anyway, okay, so let's go back. Go into so then you decided you after high school UNC <clears throat> and for music, right? Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I was in, the, the composition that I wrote in high school was for an AP Music Theory class that I was taking, and so it was like an advanced placement situation, and it gave me a lot of, A, it gave me a lot of tools and just knowledge in the world of music theory, and also it made me feel like I was good at it, you know, being, um, you know, it was just, it was a great education, and I knew that I wanted to do music, but at the time I was just, I did I was really certain that I wanted to do music, but I also, at this point, was just so um, insecure about my voice um, because I was I the standard that I the bar that I set for myself as a kid was unobtainably high. As because as a kid, I was like, yeah, I just had a really great, really great voice. You know, like just you know, I just I don't know, I, I could really do anything I wanted, and. Then all that was taken away, and I and I and that standard was set. So I knew I wanted to do something. I felt that I wanted to do music uh, composition for like film. I wanted to do film scoring composition, and at some point in my maybe senior year of high school or freshman year of college, I had come back after I graduated high school. I moved to Kansas City with Jordan, our older brother, for the summer of 2013 in Kansas City. I stayed with him in, in a band house. He was in his, the house with all of his bandmates. So I was right there watching rock shows that my brother was playing, being a rock star, band practice, all this stuff. And I really, like, that really influenced me heavily because I was like, I, you know, I want this. So I get back to UNC to start my freshman year, and I'm starting to really kind of consider. I'm like, I... Now that I think about it, I, like, I might want to be on stage more than I want to, like, be behind the curtain here. And I knew I still wanted to do film score composition, but I was like, maybe the path to that is going to be a little different. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This part, this part of my story, I get a little disappointed talking about. Yeah. Just because I really loved school a lot, and I really wish I... I don't know. I, I, I wish I would have had the opportunity to, like, go in a, like, responsible way. But, you know, the way that it played out was me just taking out loans to go to go to school. And um, and it, it really freaked me out after the second semester, you know, after I saw my bill. And I was just like, I don't think I can justify getting a degree in music composition with an emphasis in philosophy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can justify And at the same spending. time, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I could totally see you. Sure. It's like you, yeah, yeah. I just, I was like, at the end of this, I'm legit looking at over, you know, seventy thousand dollars of loans, and I was like, I, thought, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. And it was, 
it was super disappointing because I really enjoyed the like academic environment a lot. But all yeah. that's behind me, you know, it's all fine and well. But I dropped out after the second semester, after my first year, and um, uh, and moved to Fort Collins and kind of lost my. Um, we, I, I, I don't think I had a very sure sense of what I was up to. Yeah. There's so much, you know, when you're young like that, when you're 18, you get so caught up in, you know, I've got rent for the first time. I'm paying bills for the first time. I'm making terrible money, like barely making this work. And the last thing on my mind was, what's my passion project? It was like, how am I, how do I survive and be and find belonging and be accepted by my peers and make quality and make good friends and have fun. And so I feel like for, you know, for a little while there, I kind of lost my, I was, I wasn't really certain what was going on, what I wanted to really pursue. Um, and then eventually, like, eventually I, I really started getting inspired by, by music and people making music and, um, really being inspired by the innovation of music where it's like time and example after example, I would see people making music and they didn't let the fact that they didn't have all the tools they wanted to stop them from making music. And I realized I'm like, you know what? I need to do this because I want to do it. Not because I have to do it perfectly. So I finally made this switch in my head that was like, I'm not going to wait until I have all the tools to do it. I'm mm. going to do it before I have all the tools, and then I'll get the tools that I need. That is such, like, a gold mine. even just translating that into what I'm working on, you know, mm-hmm. in all my things. Like, I'm sitting at a computer that I've had for, you know, a few years with a mic that I got on Amazon, mm-hmm. and anybody talking, like, when I first reached out to you and Jordan about doing mm-hmm. podcasts, you know, Jordan was like, okay, and, like, sent me all this information on, like, programs. This, uh, and, a panic attack for my yeah, exactly. engineering, like, and music I, production Exactly, brain. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Um, and, like, the, you know, the cars in the background and the kids, and you can always hear it, and it's like, I told Jordan, I said, I understand that it's not going to be perfect, but, like, I know that I just have to start, right. and one day, right. maybe I'll go rent for an hour of, like, little podcast room in Kansas City, but for right now, so, like, the lesson that I just heard you say that I think we could all take a, a little bite of that is, like, just kind of start, <laughs> and it's okay if it's not perfect, like, it's better to actually be in action. The, tr- the truth is, is people want to connect with you honestly and authentically, and, um... And, you know, we, we don't, we're not born with just all of this knowledge and all the tools, how to do everything we want to do. And we think that when we, you know, I think that, oh, people want to connect with me as a musician, um, in the way that my song is perfect. But in reality, I don't know if that made perfect sense, but it, d- it in did, reality, yeah. people wanted to connect with Jake as a musician, exactly where Jake as a musician is yes. and was. And so when I got that clearly in my head, that A, I wanted to make music, and B, my fear of, of the music not being perfect and this fear of judgment um, really, really wasn't sound. It, like, on, like, in one way, it wasn't sound, and in the other way, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it just wasn't a healthy way to, it was stopping me from taking steps to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it was like a double, like a little, little spiral there. That's good. 
I love that. And I know we're kind of like, you know, going to bridge into something a little bit different, but I would love to talk about if you're, if you feel good about it, talk about your experience being on the voice. I was wondering if you were going to ask And specifically because, you know, I'm out there and I talk about everything on the voice, but specifically the journey after that. Oh, sure. Because, um, I'll be as, not only is it incredibly relatable, um, sure. and it, but it's, I think it's something that people need to hear. So I decided before and I was like, if she, I was, I was kind of disappointed <laughs> at the prospect of it. I was like, I kind of yeah. hope she doesn't like do this whole thing because it's just, but I, but I realized I'm like, actually I'm always, when people ask me about it, I'm always putting on a show. Yeah. I'm never, I'm just legit straight honest with people about it because a, I've got in my head, like, what am I allowed to say? And B, I want people to walk away refreshed. I want people to walk away not disappointed, but excited. But no, I decided before, I'm like, if she asks me about this, I'm just going to be as real as it gets. You're awesome. Um, yeah, the time after The Voice was so strange because... And maybe we should just recap real quick oh, sure. for them, sure, just sure, in sure. case. Sure. Um, you went through the whole process mm-hmm. and did well on the show called The Voice on NBC and created a m- excitement about your life. Mm. Through that process, that was okay. Holy crap! This is happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not just a little yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so then you. I mean, I don't think you cared if you won. I mean, you probably really wanted to win, but it, that part wasn't the disappointment, right? I didn't want to win. My goal the entire time was to get to the lives. Okay, and and so then. That you were one stop short of that. Correct. So he was on the show, did the the tryout or whatever, then the the battle, then the knockout or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, then lost in that round. Mm-hmm. I'm such a three. I'm like I can't say the word lost. You, uh, I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because it's like okay, but you did. So well, why am I, I all weird about that? I appreciate your like attempt to like protect my feelings. Well, there, it's also just so you know, like you're also there's this weird piece of me, and I think you'll relate with this. And I was actually talking to someone who knows you from the voice at the nail salon yesterday, and it was weird. That like I don't weird. even know her, but <laughs> this happens to me all the time. And um, she, I, yeah, and I, I had this like need to say, but you know, he did lose fair, fair and square. The song that they picked for him. Like, I had this, like, weird thing that I need to, like, say, don't worry. I know that it, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Well, I, I guess that confused me a little bit. You were, you're, you're saying you felt the need to make that person feel like no. everything was okay. It or wasn't what about was... the person. It's about, it's, it's about me maybe not being wrong. Maybe it's about me being, like... I am a good judge of what is good, and what was his name, Dimitri, who who won, he did a great job, and I felt like that the song he, like, the song he got was very building, and that's, and you didn't get a song that was, like, building, I didn't feel like that part of it was fair, anyway, it doesn't, it, it really doesn't matter, it's just kind of funny to feel my, like, sister energy around that, but, um, I, I do always say that, but anyway, okay. So, so this was the process, and it was a almost it was an entire year of your life between actually being in LA and mm-hmm. flying out there and having mm-hmm. all this process. So it was a huge chunk of your time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. 
So now pick up where you were. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the that's a big part that a lot of people don't realize is that it's when you're when when that is happening for anyone that shares my. Um, this is pro- I would imagine ninety nine percent of people that share any sense of <clears throat> desire to like do well, not be embarrassed publicly, uh, perform well. It's just a panic attack for an entire year. You know, the entire process from the very beginning is just you're just you are thinking about this for a year and. And even after it's filmed and you have the experience, you're thinking, what are they going to, how are they going to edit it? Right. What are they going to show? You're, you're doing hours and hours and hours of stuff in front of cameras. <laughs> what are they going to piece together? What are they going to, how are they going to paint me? Um, so even after the whole thing is done and you know how it went, even if you know you did well, you have no idea how they're going to paint you. And then you have to wait months after the filming for it to appear and uh, so it's just, yeah, it was the whole Meanwhile, thing. you can't tell anyone. Right, you can't tell anybody what's going on, which is, yeah, it was really tough. They're like, Jake, where are you? I'm I'm doing business in L.A. Like, yeah. what, you're being sequestered. Music camp. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, you know, so that was the most difficult aspect of that was having filmed everything before even the blinds aired. Right. So then the blinds come on and everybody's congratulating me. The battle round, the battle round comes on, and I win the battle, and everyone's like, "You're gonna win it!" I know. Which, you're by the win way, it. was such a special moment because we went, and it was like in front of everyone. Yeah. Not only was it just everyone watching, it was like at the at the record bar, right? right. Wasn't that then? Mm-hmm. And everyone's watching and cheering and screaming. We watched when, it live. Yeah, we watched on a huge it. screen with a whole room, like a whole venue filled with people. Hun- like maybe 150 or more. How many? 400. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm really bad at like yeah, that's estimating. Okay. That's okay. I, you saw the, you saw the panic rush in my eyes. Be like, hey, 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 hey. No, it was more my, than that. Give me my credit. Yeah. It was, I'm there just, was, it was packed as, and, oh. I'm just messing. I, but no, the, the difficult thing is after that, you know, I'm doing radio interviews, getting so much attention from everybody. All these people saying, we know you're going to win. We know you, this is so great, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And the entire time, the whole time, I knew... And you're feeling like a failure. I knew I lost the next round. Like, I knew that I didn't... I knew I was... I knew I was going to let everybody down. I knew it was going to be this thing that um, some people were going to try to defend me and say, like, you should have won. Right. Some people were going to... And so then it was like I had already spent so much emotional energy processing what the what the loss was. And then, and then I had to pretend like I hadn't processed it and then was going to have to process it again with everybody else. And it was just like, oh, Jesus, like this is so difficult because I don't, you know, the, the sort of self-deprecating just like thing inside of me that was, that was kind of saying, not in a terribly mean way, but just like I lost that round because I gave a much worse performance than DeAndre. DeAndre, sorry, not Dimitri. That's okay. I I lost because I gave a much worse performance, and it was difficult feeling like, you know, when people were saying, you know, people would be like, you deserve to win, and I'm like, you don't have a good ear for music. Of course, I would never say that, but it was this sense of just like, like, don't try to defend me because that doesn't seem honest, because it's not true, and... um. Yeah, it was, the aftermath of that was really tough, because 
I got a glimpse of all of this, everything that I had wanted, everything that I told myself I was looking for, the attention, the clout. I would walk around town and people would look and whisper and, and people would come up and say, are you? And I'd, and I'd say, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I got all of this stuff, a short glimpse of this in radio stations wanting me to do stuff and people wanting to show me things and all these, a really cool sort of period and I knew it was time stamped and I knew it was temporary. And while it was happening, yeah, like while it was happening, I just remember thinking to myself, enjoy it because it's going to leave in two weeks. And it was like, that was, you know, that's just a difficult thing. And I wouldn't take it back. Like I, I, it was so cool, but emotionally it was, um, it was, it was a lot to, it was a lot to kind of sit with and exactly kind of figure out how I wanted to navigate. That's so, that's such an honest answer and like explanation. And I feel like one thing, two things, one, the, the way that you have been open about it, even just with me has been inspiring because it's been relatable to me. Um, and I shared this with you too, you know, I had a very similar kind of experience. I felt like with a business that boomed and then hit a rank and then was the youngest and had all this attention. And then like, I almost felt like, like, have I peaked? Yeah. yeah, Or like, am I, and almost this like expectation that I have on myself to keep up, like up one up it again, Mm -hmm. one up it again. Mm -hmm. And like, it sounds silly to say, but, like, my little, like, claim to fame was that I was the youngest. Sure. And so when I passed the point of being the opportunity to be the youngest for the next and the next, now I'm not, there's no way I could oh. ever be the youngest. It was like, oh, well, now when it happens, is it even going to be great? Which is so funny, but that's one thing. It was rela- relatable to me, and I was like, oh, wow. And then the second thing about it was, and this is not just to like toot your horn, but I saw you step into a, a professional level after that, like yeah. after kind of the, I don't know if you would call it a depression, sure, but uh, the disappointment, whatever it was, I saw you step into a professional level that you have inspired me. I've seen you take your business, truly business, and like done the the political work, done the feet work, done the creative work. I I've told mom and dad like I watch you and I'm like he's he's like I'm making phone calls and like I know it sounds funny but like yeah. you're not it wasn't to me that after period proved to me that everything that happened on the voice was not just like a a whisper in the wind of luck. It was actually part of the journey that you know you see the graph and it's like you have these moments of like it was a little moment of a dip like but I also can can see the habits and like the I don't know if you could call it like a system but like everything's working together and I see it going to a significantly bigger level yeah I you know, that was certainly a response, you know, was like, I was like, you know what, I need to level up and treat this, treat this differently. And I, I don't know if I'm doing the right, you know, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if it's going to work. And especially now, 
I I feel massively set back um, by by the entire industry being paused. Like, regarding, like, the world situation right. with COVID. and potentially collapse. I don't know. Like, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So I feel, I definitely, I was talking to my bass player, my good friend Tyler, about this the, the other day. It was just like, I have, you know, I, I, this whole thing, what I've been struggling with is feeling like we missed it. Mm. Like, the artists that got it before this all happened are going to keep it. And I'm afraid that the industry is going to drop everybody below, and that we missed the we missed the the boom when we had the opportunity to do it. And you know that's probably maybe that's too current events. Maybe that's not the point of what we want to talk about. No, anything, I think it's valid though because it's part of. I personally, I see it as let's let's say it for the sake of the record, because I believe, like with my whole heart, that. Um, we're going to look back on that and be like, that's going to help somebody, you know? Yeah. Someone who is going to be in where you are <laughs> in 10 years and they're sure. like, oh, but that's what he was thinking too. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the whole experience with the voice was, was wild. And I, I'm so thankful to them, to everybody, everybody on the show, um, that contributed to my experience. Like, I'm so thankful to all of them for giving me the opportunity and for being uh, kind people, you know. So the whole thing, I, I I took away so much positive, amazing stuff from it. Um, but that's not to say that it wasn't difficult. And so there's, um, you know, I, I leave, I, I, I've left it now with a sense of gratitude and appreciation and definitely like a the whole world of experience and that's kind of where I, that's where I sit with it now is, is it's behind me. I'm so thankful for it and I'm insanely excited to move on and do, do what I love in a way that can connect with people and, and, and give to people. I love that. So to wrap it up and I just want to, again, like, Thank you for bringing your heart here and, like, your honesty here because it's not always, like, fulfilling to, to say all those things in the moment. But I think, like, it's refreshing to people who are feel, feeling the same way and just kind of that me too moment. So now, looking ahead, you're like, okay, I've got this dream of being full-time, which you already are, musician, um, and taking this to another level where more people are being impacted, more people are hearing and being inspired. What do you feel like if you were playing chess and you're like mm. the God of it all, mm. what would you think what the next, like, uh, like a breakthrough would be? And you know, heck who knows? Maybe somebody listening. That's my, I, I, that's my obsession. Yeah. Because before I, before I feel like we had a, a chessboard that, that was, very practical, you very logical. I can understand how the game works. I can see I'm learning about the industry, blah, blah, blah. And I made the decision. I'm not going to spend $7,000 investing in radio promotion because I don't believe in radio. Instead, I'm going to spend my resources investing in touring because I believe in touring. Right? So that's just an example of like, I'm not going to invest in that. There are all these different approaches we can take. And I'm, I'm going to tour, 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 make, play music to people, per, you know, period. 
now. Uh, yeah, I'm obsessed about how to pivot because I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the timeline we're looking at. Yeah. And I am not, I'm not certain how to pivot. Um, part of me, I've always, one of my goals for this year inside of my music was to get a sync license placement. Um, what does that mean? It means um, have a song of mine placed in a commercial movie, TV cool. show, video game. Uh, I love that. Whatever. Yeah. A piece of media, right? Yes, because I remember you talking about like potentially certain. Okay, yeah, yeah. So sync licensing has, has been a goal for for 2020 for me, and I I have exhausted every single avenue, every lead I get, every tiny inkling I get, I, I, I chase <laughs> it like a, like an animal after prey. And I, I, I'm like, where's the thing that I'm looking for? And the, and after I finally catch the thing, it's like, sorry, I don't have it. And I'm like, ah, oh. and then, you know, and I, and I've done that. I feel like I've, I've just done that this entire year. And so that's one pivot. And I don't, this may be, it was boring to talk about the music industry. No, my, not at all. It's my, interesting. My pivot right now strategy is, okay, I had multiple goals for the year. One was to do at least two um, national tours, and I wanted to get a sync license placement. Um, these are 2020 goals. Um, and um, don't think that, I don't believe two tours can happen this year. Yeah. I'm hoping for one, but maybe the pivot just looks like a a kind of allocating more focus on the sync license deal and trying to figure that out. Yeah. So very cool. That's and I and I'm like and even like yeah, it makes sense. Like even a sync license, like if it's you know, I'm just imagining like a a huge football stadium, like that might not even be happening this year. So it's like even a pivot within that sure makes sense. But yeah, what I really want is to sync license one of the song of mine called Wanted to Love You to a one of the many reality TV show dating shows. Love is Blind. Love is Blind, exactly. Yeah. Love is Blind or um, Paradise Island. Or Ricky and Paradise Island. Okay, I've never something. seen that, but yeah. That's a joke. It, th- that's not a thing. Oh, I okay. just mean like there's, there are a <laughs> there bunch are of shows. Love yeah, Island yeah. is the one. But I'm like, I'm like one, one key when you're talking to like music supervisors, the people that decide what music goes where, yeah. is having something that's written specifically for what they're doing. Yeah. Suits don't want somebody to come up and be like, check out my music because my music is good. They're like, I don't care about that. Right. I want to check out music that will fit perfectly and be compatible with exactly what I'm doing. So Kind really, of crazy that that is like, in a way, it's like scoring. 100%. It's like very related. Oh, absolutely. So that's... Um, kind of crazy question. Okay. Have you ever considered being that person? Oh, I would love to be a music supervisor. Absolutely. Politics. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, is that like what it takes? Oh, it would be so cool. But yeah, here, the thing is, is like with any industry, like with your industry and my industry and everyone's industry, um, it's not it, it, like the personal connections that you make with people are paramount. It is absolutely paramount. They are, that is the difference between people that succeed and people that don't succeed is not, it's, 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 Maybe tenacity, maybe resolve, maybe it's charisma, maybe it's whatever, but all of those things, tenacity, resolve, charisma, they all point 
through a filter. And the filter is you got to be connected with the dude that's already there that can <laughs> tell you what you need to know. And you can have all of the gifts. You can have all the skill sets. You can play the piano best. You can sing amazing. And it doesn't matter. Like, that's not the deciding factor. Mm. Well, I'm grinning ear to ear because, like, hearing all of that and just knowing what I, I believe it takes to do that, like, I think you have, you are on your path and you are the literal, like, perfect person for, honestly, any any bit of it. If you're in a room with Jake, you feel excited, you feel, you know, and that's just your gift. Well, I so. think some people do. I think some people are quite put off. But. You know, some people don't don't like the, you know, the the part of it that you're able to get whatever you want you know you get what you want and it's like not in a malicious or hurtful way but like even just Haley telling me the story of you guys going on the back patio of whatever restaurant to oversee a private concert of like this you know you (laughs) have that thing of you like this thing about you that's like just we, can I tell that story? Please, yeah. yeah. We were trying to go to this show, but it was sold out, and we couldn't get tickets. And so we decided to go into this restaurant where the like they have a, a an upstairs back patio that looked over this outdoor theater that where the show was. And I was like, maybe we can get up there and at least watch the show from a distance. And we're in there, and I just see this dude who's giving me a weird vibe, and he's got cameras all over his neck, and I'm like. I, I know enough about music and touring bands, and I've worked in enough venues to know that this dude is for sure got to be touring with this band and probably can... I'm like, I don't know. I just have a <laughs> feeling I want him to like me. Yeah. So I walk up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, let me buy you a drink or something. And he's like, okay. And then Haley walks up, and I'm like, perfect. He's not going anywhere. So I'm like, this is Haley. And he's like, hey, nice to meet you. And all of a sudden, he's, he's having a good... We're all having a good time. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, man, like, I don't know, we were just, we we just wanted to go to the show, but a little disappointed because we weren't able to, you know, he's like, oh, well, like, I'll give you VIP tickets. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, we're with friends, like, do you think you could get four? And he's like, legit. And he goes, and he goes, yeah, give me your number. And I was like, I gave it to him, he's like, all right, give me one sec. And he like walks off, comes back with these VIP wristbands. Oh, my word. And then all of a sudden, we found ourselves literally, I'm, I'm behind the stage. I'm like next to the stage. This is ridiculous. Like, okay. And we got our own bathroom. This <laughs> is Jake's life. I wish we would have talked about this in the beginning because this is his life. When we were kids, people would come give him things from all over. Like, Fun Jake would life. be praying for, he would tell people he's praying for a new iPod. Oh, uh, no. I he think got I would a just new, pray for the new iPod. Look, he I got was, the iPod delivered to him on a silver, kid you not, silver platter. It was a silver It was a silver, and it was like this, and then like the rollerblades, and like just. I, looking back, I still don't know how, I, how I have a. I have a sense that I was very innocent and all You are, totally, and you got what you want. And I think that it's the law of attraction. Honestly, it kind of boils down to that. And I, I, I'm just so, I'm so excited for you. And like, to kind of zoom out, because we're going to end this so I can get on my next call. But the exciting thing is you have, um, you still have that. And that piece of you, that's like, honestly, it's like a spiritual piece that is exciting. And I just want to say... That I love you, and I'm so thankful you're my brother. You've impacted me in so many. I've learned so much from you, and I am just like literally on the edge of my seat, cheering for 
anything and everything that you do. Well, that's really that's super inspiring to hear, truthfully, and I and I feel like that 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 gives me a huge gift to kind of walk away with today and just kind of I don't know. I feel like today I, maybe I needed to be reminded of that that um, that quality of of who I am at my core and kind of the um, the command that. I have access to over my life and remembering like what I can, how I can show up and what I can show up with. So I appreciate you facilitating that kind Absolutely. of like spark for me today. Yes. And last but not least, how and what is the best way for people to follow, find, listen, whatever? Will you go to Instagram and follow underscore Jake underscore Wells underscore I just didn't have Jake Wells, so I just separated the name yeah. on all sides with an underscore. And I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, do that because I would love to. I would love to kind of. I try to curate my page where it's like interesting and, and cool content, and hopefully that you would enjoy. And if you honestly, a huge thing is if you went to Spotify and followed Jake Wells, like, and they can the find account. that from your Instagram as well. Yeah, right? and so. that really helps me. I, honestly, it really helps me to like get numbers. Like when I go to when I'm having meetings with a management group or a label or something, those numbers like really come into play. So having people that support by following or in a monetary way, going to iTunes and purchasing a song yeah, is huge. Like that kind of stuff. It really, it impacts me directly in a really positive way. And it enables me to invest more into my music and it doesn't go unnoticed. Don't so just know it doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, and it's and it's a win win by the way because the music is amazing. So go so listen whatever you do, like if you do Spotify or if you do mu- Apple Music like me. Yeah, whatever. Um go do that. And then if you want to take it a step further, like, oh my gosh, to share it and like when you see music that inspires you from his Instagram, share it to your story. Um, if you know anyone that's like in the industry that you think could use the gifts that Jake has, like just keep an open mind about it. And oh my gosh, we're so appreciative. I appreciate the shout out. I say we're (laughs) like, it's my, my life, but no, seriously. All right. Thank you so much, Jake.